So once I identified this hole in the market and that what I had to offer, then I went into thinking about, well, okay, so I have this idea. I found this hole in the market. I really have settled on a place I'm going to land. And then the next step, starting a traditional business or a green business was writing a business plan. And again, there's tons of information out there right now on how to write a business plan, but it's a super important piece that you do not want to skip. This is a document that you'll use in how you're going to move forward, how you're going to convince investors and banks if you decide to go that route that your idea is viable, but also how you convince yourself that your idea is viable. And it's going to serve as a document and how you're going to move forward in the next year or two. And it's a great way to organize your thoughts. And it's a great way to figure out how you're going to make your dream a profitable one. Welcome back to another episode of This Green Planet. I'm your host, Penny Bowder, a seven-figure business leader, environmental scientist, serial entrepreneur, author, and business coach. Here, I am sharing support and guidance to women who are starting and running a sustainable or STEM-related business. This podcast is bound to inspire you to launch your business or scale for growth. Let's dive into today's episode. everybody. Welcome back to This Green Planet. Today on This Green Planet, I wanted to talk a little bit about starting and then running a green business. So I have two different green businesses, Green Kid Crafts and also Green Planet Media. From the beginning of launching both of these businesses, I intended both to run as green companies. So let's start by first defining what is a green business. I like to just keep it pretty simple. A green business is one that uses sustainable materials to make its products. And so green businesses aim to use as little water, energy, and raw materials as possible, while also, and I think this is really important, while also cutting carbon emissions. And green businesses also find ways to utilize these materials in renewable and eco-friendly ways. Green businesses really do approach minimizing the company's strain on natural resources and also contributions to climate change. So in a way, green business is just a philosophical way to approach running your business, but also these businesses, especially in our case, Green Kid Crafts and Green Planet Media, these are values-driven companies, right? These are companies that while we want to make a profit, really it's important to run our businesses in a way that is in tune with personal, but also company values. But I think it's really important to kind of view this as a financial boon as well. None of us run green businesses solely from a philosophical sort of standpoint, right? We also want to make money, I think, to recognize that green businesses really do make financial sense, especially when you look at millennials. You know, millennials make up the largest group of consumers besides baby boomers. Research has shown that almost three quarters of all millennials are really willing to pay more for products from businesses that are committed to sustainability. And then brands that establish a reputation for environmental stewardship among today's youngest consumers, they have this opportunity to not only grow market share, but also really to build loyalty among these power spenders of tomorrow. Looking at it from a business standpoint, if you can figure out a way to win over millennials now with sustainability and sustainable minded business, then you're really going to have loyal customers tomorrow as well. 
That's millennials, but I think it also makes sense to look past millennials. Overall, research has also shown that about 75% of all consumers are willing to switch brands based on causes that they support, causes that touch upon the values that they hold dear. Right now, consumers really have so many more choices than ever. So meaning that they're much more likely to make choices based on their perception of brands' ethical legitimacy. So if you're interested in starting a business and you're passionate about sustainability, then there's a really good chance that your small business is going to go big in the future. Let's talk a little bit about how you're going to go about doing this. And I'll talk about it from my personal experience starting my two green businesses. So first, you're going to want to think about, okay, what's a green business model? The traditional business model, a company outlines raw material budgets, they outline design processes, and then they'll also outline product distribution methods. So with a green business model, you're really prioritizing how you're going to go about minimalizing a company's environmental impact instead of maximizing profit. And so I'm going to say that again, because it's key. Your priority is going to be on minimizing environmental impact, where in a traditional business model, you're going to go about maximizing your profit. So in a green business, you're really looking to do both. You're looking to put more priority on your environmental impact. A green business model may involve restricted use of fossil fuels, but also at the same time emphasizing maybe power supplied by solar panels. So for example, we use a printer at Green Kid Crafts and also Green Planet Media that runs on solar power. These are something that you might want to look into. Starting a green business, one of the first things you're going to want to do is identify an eco-friendly service or product that nobody in your market currently offers. Then next, you're going to want to look at your circle or your tribe and ask yourself if there are people in your network that reflect the values and services of the business that you're looking to start. You might want to go in this alone, but I think a business has so much more of a chance of success if you start it with a partner per se, or even a family member. But you really want to make sure that anybody that you're bringing in, especially at the first stages of your company, are going to embody those values, those green and those environmentally friendly values that you're looking to promote. And then you want to think about, okay, how am I going to get started? So starting a business, you're putting your dreams in motion, right? And it's an exciting time. It's a scary time. It seems really hard sometimes to think about how you're going to start a company, but it's actually not as hard as you might think. You know, there's all kinds of information available out there right now on starting a company. Starting a green company is very similar, right? But you're just going to kind of tweak things a little bit to make your business more sustainable and environmentally friendly. Developing a unique offering is super important, and it has to be something that you're passionate about. And in this case, you're passionate about the environment and about protecting natural resources. But this is really the hardest part, sort of getting things off the ground. And this is where market research comes in. So for example, when I was looking to start Green Kid Crafts in 2010, I was interested in providing environmentally friendly STEM kits for kids. I really had a look into the supply, the demand, the major players in this category. And also I had to think about projections for growth. And I did tons of research on the whole market for eco-friendly STEM science and craft kits. I have this idea. How can I do something also, though, that's unique, that's innovative, and that's even groundbreaking? And in my case, I found through my research that there really was no eco-friendly STEM or art subscription boxes out there in the market 10 years ago. Right now, there's quite a few. But at the time, when I was thinking about starting my business, there was really none. And so I found that out through my research. And so once I identified this hole in the market and that what I had to offer, then I went into thinking about, well, okay, so I have this idea. I found 
this hole in the market. I really have settled on a place I'm going to land. And then the next step, starting a traditional business or a green business was writing a business plan. And again, there's tons of information out there right now on how to write a business plan, but it's a super important piece that you do not want to skip. This is a document that you'll use in how you're going to move forward, how you're going to convince investors and banks if you decide to go that route that your idea is viable, but also how you convince yourself that your idea is viable. And it's going to serve as a document and how you're going to move forward in the next year or two. And it's a great way to organize your thoughts. And it's a great way to figure out how you're going to make your dream a profitable one. In my business plan in particular, because I was a product-based company with Green Kid Crafts, I also included a lot of information on how I would source all the different components of my kids' STEM and art kits. I included a marketing plan in my business plan as well, because it's an important piece for me to wrap my head around this idea of like, well, how am I going to get the word out, right? How am I going to market my idea to the masses? It gave me the confidence to get started having both a business plan, the financial piece, but also the marketing plan. How was I going to get my idea out there? So I recommend tackling both at once. After you have your business plan set, and it doesn't need to be perfect, right? It could just be an outline even, but I do recommend making sure you don't skip that piece. The next part comes funding. So how much money are you going to need to get started? In my case, I didn't really need that much money to get started. It was just a couple thousand dollars in raw materials that I needed to get started. And also that money included a website because Green Kid Crafts is an e-commerce business. Your company might not need a website, but you might need to look at, well, if I'm a service business, maybe I will need a website as well. If I'm a retail business, then maybe I would need a brick and mortar store. Your business plan should include also a projection on how long it's going to take for you to become profitable. And this is where the funding piece comes in. You're going to want to approach, first and foremost, your friends, your family, crowdfunding sites on ways to get the first money that you put into your company. And then next, and this is something that I really took advantage of when I started Green Kid Crafts, is I looked into getting loans and grants. What loans and grants did I qualify for? Well, I was a woman, so I looked into women-specific loans. And then with green businesses, there's a lot of money out there available, a lot of grants out there and loans that are based on whether or not a company is eco-friendly or green. And so I would definitely suggest searching up online loans and grants specifically for green businesses. Finally, you're going to want to figure out where you'll be conducting business. Are you going to do it from home? And if you can do it from home, that's a huge plus. Because remember, you're wanting to prioritize sustainability with your operations and your business location affects that a great deal. And so if you can save resources and also money by operating from home, you're already ahead there. If not, then you'll have to look into office space. And so can you rent or can you lease space in a building perhaps that has access to renewable energy sources? Can you rent from a building that you the solar panels. But after that, just involve kind of like what I call the nitty gritty. You're going to want to pick a name. This is kind of the fun piece. And this is something you've probably been thinking about since you decided to create a green business. So you're going to want to pick a name. You're going to want to potentially do business under your own name. And if you do that, there's no need to register it. But if you have another name for your business, you're going to want to, first of all, see if that name has been available and trademarked. And if potentially that name is also available in a way online, if there's already a domain out there with the name you want, it's going to make having a website more difficult for example. So kind of play around with names, see if you can find unique spellings of names. And then once you settle on a name, you're going to want to register it with the state. You're going to want to also pick the structure of your business. 
there's different ways to structure your company. And again, like these are just really traditional ways. Anybody that starts a business is going to go about doing stuff, but you can become a sole proprietorship. Under a sole proprietorship, you're actually assuming the most risk for your business. So that's why many small business owners choose to become LLC, a limited liability company. And then you assume less risk for that entity. And if you're unsure about what structure you want to choose for your business, you can use a business entity wizard information about how to do that is also available online. But I think that it's sort of safe to say that an LLC is typically the way to go. If you're starting your business with a partner, you might want to create a partnership. That's also a different type of structure, but you're definitely going to want to settle on something. You'll potentially want to get permits. So you can check with the city, county, and state to see what licenses and permits you might need. They're different depending on where you live. And then you're going to want to think about how you're going to run this as far as your tax structure goes. So you'll want to get an employer identification number, an EIN from the IRS before you actually register with your particular state. This just helps you set up and be able to pay any sort of necessary state and if applicable city taxes. It sounds complicated and it's not if you just remember to take it one piece at a time, just scheduling out these sort of nitty gritty steps in your planner or calendar to get these things done. And I found in the beginning when I first started my first company, I made all kinds of mistakes. I had to change my name at one point. I lost my partner at another point. And so I had to change my structure. I went from a partnership to an LLC to finally a corporation. And so just know that you can always tweak things along as you go. And what I tell the women that I mentor is that the most important piece right now is when you're starting a company, when you're starting your green business, just to take action, just to get out there and launch your website, just get out there and you know do what you can. And you can always tweak things later. Each state in the U.S. has its own online resources available for registration, for permits, for licenses, as well as for tax registration. A fantastic resource for all these sort of nitty gritty things is the Small Business Association. And they have a website. And on this website, you can find, for example, a business counselor. You can also secure financing and funding. You can look into government contracting and just so much more. So I really recommend to check out that. And then as far as, you know, making your company green, the most important thing is remembering that you're doing this because you care about the planet, you care about values-based business. This is a lifestyle, right? You're not in this to make millions and hopefully you do, but you're doing this because you want to have a business that embodies your values. This is just such an admirable thing. And if you're listening to this podcast, it means that you're interested in sustainable values, you're interested in green business. It's amazing. And I just really commend you Starting a business is hard, first of all, right? Starting a green business is also hard and it might cut into your bottom line a little bit. But like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, you might find that that becoming a sustainable business is also something that ends up making more money than maybe a traditional business because the market is really telling us these days that people care about companies that have heart. People care about supporting companies that have values that stand for something, Sometimes it's a little bit hard to make those decisions based on green values. Sometimes it's harder to source green materials than traditional materials. But in the end, you know, you're really creating this business that has the potential to make the world a better place. The potential to impact not just your life, but your community, the larger community and planet. And so I wish you the best of luck. Please share this episode to spread the word on ways to create 
and start green businesses. The more of us out there doing green business and the more of us out there with companies that embody green values and sustainable values, the better we're going to make the planet. So thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of This Green Planet. To get further details about the topics discussed in this episode, please go to thisgreenplanetpodcast.com to review all show notes and links. If you love this episode, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This helps more people just like you find our podcast. I look forward to having you join me next episode. Until then, stay safe and let's make this planet greener.